0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Matic. You can find me on Twitter, at Davis In this episode of the podcast, we are continuing our series of fantasy football team previews, this time running through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the teams that our projections absolutely loves relative to the consensus, but uh, before we get into previewing the Buccaneers, of course, we do need to talk about all the awesome stuff that we have going on over at rotoexperts.com. Pretty much, if you are wanting to win your fantasy football league in 2019, and that's your your primary purpose, I I really would highly suggest subscribing to rotoexperts.com. We have pretty much all of the amazing premium content that you need. We have projections, rankings, dynasty rankings, dynasty content, best ball content, draft tools, uh, We have tools to track ADP movement in best balls. We have the ultimate guide to win your draft. We really have just about everything that you could need in order to feel successful for your fantasy football season in 2019. So now let's go ahead. Oh, and also you can get 10% off using the promo code, Matic, M-A-T-T-E-K. So now let's go ahead and get into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their starting quarterback is Jameis Winston. Their backup quarterback is theoretically Blaine Gabbert. However, he dislocated his shoulder in the preseason. So I actually think that the backup quarterback for maybe the first month or so of the season for Tampa Bay is going to be Ryan Griffin. And uh, what that tells me is that there really is not much of a chance of Jameis Winston getting benched. And to give you an idea of why we love Jameis Winston so much. I've actually toned his projection down quite a bit over the last few weeks, and uh, we have Jameis Winston projected for... 587 passing attempts. That's third most in the NFL. We have him projected for 4,614 passing yards. That's third most in the NFL, and we have him projected for, of course, the third most passing touchdowns in the NFL as well. 33.5. We have him project, and that all of this is still including his high interception rate. So he's still projected for 18 interceptions. Uh, projected for 50 rushing attempts, 215 yards. Uh, that that's sort of a that's sort of a happy medium between where his rushing could be and where it should be. Last year, he had 49 rushing attempts, 281 yards. That was only in 11 games, though. He, of course, ran way more in his rookie season where he had 54 rushing attempts but six rushing touchdowns. Obviously, that's kind of the high end. But if you actually look at Jameis' career, I don't think he's this horrible player that uh, you know, everyone on Twitter would have you believe. Uh, 7.6 YPA as a rookie, 7.2 in his second year, point in his third season, 7.9 last year. And of course, the Buccaneers, they were one of the best passing offenses in the NFL last year, despite going five and 11. They were 12th in the NFL in points Four, they were fourth in the NFL in, uh, passing attempts. They had the most passing yards in the NFL, the third most passing touchdowns in the NFL, and they were second as a team in net adjusted yards per attempt. So that means they were on the same caliber as the chiefs, as the Rams, as the saints, as the Patriots in terms of throwing the ball, despite being a losing team. And Jameis played more games than Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick was way better from a YPA perspective, but uh, Fitzpatrick still threw 12 interceptions in eight games. Uh, Jameis threw 14 interceptions in 11 appearances, uh, 19 touchdowns for Jameis, 17 for Fitzpatrick. So, In general, I would say last year's offense, uh, with Todd Munkin as the offensive coordinator and Dirk Cutter as the head coach, is sort of a good template for how I expect Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich to approach things. Bruce Arians' offense, uh, you know, when when he has talented players and a passable offensive line, uh, it's a very good offensive system. Now, we've seen offensive line concerns throughout the preseason for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Does that... Is that, you know, am I completely off of the Buccaneers because the offensive line doesn't look great? No, I think that's really not great for Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, Dare Ogum, Ogun Bowale, but uh, I don't think that it is a scenario where uh, it's going to completely torpedo the value of all Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Jameis continues to be a guy that I will draft, you know, well ahead of ADP that gets into that 10th, 11th round. He's someone I'm really interested in taking. He's one of my highest-owned quarterbacks in the draft best ball championship. I I think it's pretty much full steam ahead on Jameis Winston because I think this will be the highest attempt season of his career. Uh, he's never topped 567 attempts before. Our median projection has him over that. I, I would expect this to really probably be the best season of Jameis Winston's career. Moving to the running back situation, uh, it is an absolute mess. Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, and Dare Bawale all played uh, first-team snaps in the third preseason game while Jameis Winston was out there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Peyton Barber had three yards for three carries in the dress rehearsal game. He was uh, was not targeted in the uh, you know in the passing game at all. Ronald Jones has basically been horrible in blitz pickups all summer. You know, it, I was reporting by pretty much all of the beat writers in Tampa Bay that Ronald Jones has just been, you know, really, really not great in the passing game. Though he has picked up some more positive pub in terms of, you know, being able to actually rush the ball Uh you know, and for, for whatever that's worth, I would think the team probably does want Ronald Jones to be the guy. You know, if if Bruce Arians and the organization could have the, you know, if they could just decide, you know, if Jason Lick gets to say, okay, this is who I want to have the most touches out of the backfield, the answer they would tell you would definitely be Ronald Jones. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. However, you know, last year they just decided to go safe, basically. Peyton Barber had 234 rushing attempts only averaged 3.7 yards per carry, 29 targets in the passing game, averaged only 3.2 yards per target. He is one of the first players over the last decade to have over 250 touches and less than 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So Peyton Barber had 254 touches, 963 scrimmage yards, six uh, touchdowns, including one receiving. The second leading rusher on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2018, Jameis Winston, uh, Jaquiz Rodgers had 33 rushing attempts. Ronald Jones had uh, 23. Ronald Jones, this is, this is amazing. 23 rushing attempts as a rookie, 1.9 yards per carry, one rushing touchdown, nine targets in the passing game, uh, 3.7 yards per target. So really, in terms of all-time bust candidates, Ronald Jones is there. Ronald Jones really could be one of the most spectacular busts of all time. So why are we still talking about him? Well, Ronald Jones was a passable athlete. He was a good prospect at uh, at USC, and we know that... Peyton Barber is not a difference making player, right? Like, we 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 understand that Peyton Barber is just going to be the most average or below average NFL running back you could ever imagine. So, Ronald Jones, 5'11, 205, ran a 4.5340, speed score right about average. Uh, he was, uh, you know, a, a passable uh, yards per carry player in college. Uh, you know, he really was not used as a receiver at USC at all. So, that is, uh, you know, if he would have maybe learned, before he got to Tampa Bay, maybe his career would be different, and maybe we wouldn't have to be talking about Dare Ogunbowale, uh in this podcast. But it appears that Dare has earned a role as the Bucks' uh, number three running back, according to the Athletics. Greg Omen uh, he said that he's received first-team reps and seems solidly entrenched as the Bucks' number three running back. Uh, so, seemingly, I think the team, I think this team might actually keep. Four guys, so I think they might keep Barber, Jones, Ellington, and Dare, and they might rotate them all for the first couple weeks, and then just sort of see who sticks, right? Like it, it really might be a case of throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing who sticks. Last night in the FFPC main event, Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, and I selected Peyton Barber pretty late in our draft. We did select him ahead of Ronald Jones, so I guess that would indicate to all of you that uh, in you know when when the chips were down. We did feel a little bit safer about Peyton Barber getting touches in this explosive offense over Ronald Jones, and it is true that players can improve. It is true that a player's performance one year is not necessarily indicative of their performance over the next year, and if this offense is just much better, then things are obviously going, like, I guess not much better, but just a little bit more classically efficient as opposed to, uh, you know, just a lot lot of debums. You know, just a a few more throws to the running back could really change the way that things work for Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, or Dare. You know, I think all all three of those guys are, are decent buys at their average, draft position. So now moving to the wide receivers, their starting personnel in uh, their starting 11 personnel, Mike Evans on the outside, Chris Godwin in the slot, and Brashad Perryman uh, is likely going to be rotating with Bobo Wilson. Uh, Scott Miller is uh, seeming like he's probably going to make the team, and Anthony Johnson, a pretty intriguing undrafted free agent out of Buffalo. Uh, Perryman had two catches for 15 yards on five targets in the third preseason dress rehearsal game. Jameis Winston targeted. Him deep a few times. Uh, I would say I, Perryman basically, I, I think, is locked in to being a starting wide receiver for the Buccaneers, and he's maybe someone who's going like a little bit under discussed in, you know, 16 teams or whatever, you know, these big formats. I think there's a little bit of reason to believe that Perryman might be, uh, you know, a starting player for the Buccaneers this year and and might be fantasy relevant. But The big news here, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, uh, both of them are being drafted in the first, you know, kind of 40 to 45 picks in fantasy football leagues. Mike Evans is a mid to late second rounder, uh, Chris Godwin is a like late third-round, early fourth, kind of depending on your league type of guy. Godwin has been playing out of the slot. He had uh, six targets for 52 yards in the Bucs dress rehearsal game. Uh, Godwin clearly looked like the best player on the offense. Uh, Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians has said that Chris Godwin will never come off the field. Back in May, Bruce Arians said that Chris Godwin can be close to a 100-catch guy. I actually do buy this, so... And that sounds crazy for a guy who's playing with Mike Evans, who is for real one of the most consistent players, uh, like at the wide receiver position that we've seen. Mike Evans, if you go if you go look at, at uh, Mike Evans's career, he has had a thousand yards every single season. He has 40 touchdowns in five years. Uh, basically, he he just has never been a bad fantasy asset. So uh, here, just running through his career. 122 targets, 148 targets, 173 targets, 136 targets, 138 targets. His worst year in yards per reception was 13.8. That was in 2016. He scored 12 touchdowns that year. Uh, so uh, really any sort of disappointing year that you would think about Mike Evans is going to be his 2017 season. Uh, that was the only year that, uh, that he really was not like truly great. He finished as the 20th wide receiver in fantasy after finishing finishing. finishing as the top overall wide receiver in fantasy in 2016. But that was simply because, you know, a little bit of touchdown variance. He only scored five touchdowns that year. But still, you know, one of the absolute best buys that you can find in fantasy football. And I think the same is true about Godwin as well. You know, and uh, Bruce Arians' history indicates that two wide receivers can both be great for fantasy in, in that scenario. Uh, they had He had years in Arizona where that was true. He had years in uh, Pittsburgh where that was true. So, for example, in, uh, in 2015 in Arizona, 145 targets for Larry Fitzgerald, 101 for John Brown. John Brown averaged 9.9 9 yards per target, had 7 touchdowns. Larry Fitzgerald averaged 8.4 yards per target, had 9 touchdowns. David Johnson was still heavily involved that year, uh, 57 targets in the passing game and by the way Michael Floyd was still contributing there with 89 targets and 6 touchdowns so that that 2015 season with Carson Palmer where he averaged 9.1 adjusted yards per attempt that's really sort of the ceiling case for this Tampa Bay offense and that's kind of why everyone's so excited to see Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard Jameis Winston like that 2015 season is really what sticks in people's minds. Now finally moving to the tight ends uh, OJ O.J. Howard, the starting tight end here, uh, a guy who we are pretty high on relative to the consensus. Jameis Winston says the moon is the limit for O.J. Howard. The sky's the limit, not even really the sky, probably the moon, said Winston, who also called Howard incredible while predicting he'd make his first Pro Bowl in 2019. That's on World from the Pewter Report. Uh, Among tight ends, only the trio of George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Gerald Everett earned higher marks from Pro Football Focus last year. Uh, O.J. Howard seems like a guy who's very likely to be uh, a touchdown scorer. So he only played in 10 games last year, but had 48 targets, 34 receptions, 565 yards, and 5 touchdowns. I expect that he will probably out-target Chris Godwin in the red zone, and O.J. Howard is actually our fifth projected tight end, uh, and in PPR he's sixth. You know, literally point zero two behind Evan Ingram, but we have him projected that for that many points, but on only seventy three targets with six hundred eighty four yards and six point eight touchdowns. So really. Any sort of crazy volume season from OJ Howard, I, I think if you had to make me choose between Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, OJ Howard, Austin Hooper, Jordan Reed, uh, Vance McDonald, Delaney Walker, you know, all these guys who could have a really explosive season, I think pretty clearly it's OJ Howard who has the ability to have like a truly nuclear season because uh, any injury to Chris Godwin or Mike Evans basically makes gives him like wide receiver quality volume. He also is, his touchdown expectation has to be higher. Than Ingram, Hooper, uh, Olsen, McDonald, you know, any of these guys. His touchdown expectation is just definitely higher there. And he's a more explosive athlete, so that definitely plays into it as well. Um, Jameis Winston. I think probably has more potential to discover a new facet of his game than uh, you know than Philip Rivers does, than Eli Manning or Daniel Jones or Matt Ryan does. You know, I, I think pretty clearly the the biggest candidate of a tight end who's going to be going in the first three rounds next year, who's not going there now, is our boy OJ Howard. So, uh, you know, I consider him a firm target at ADP in the draft baseball championship, in the FFPC main event, in your 12 team league with your buddies. You know, it doesn't really matter. I think pretty clearly OJ Howard is is a great value. You this year. So that is going to do it for us here at the uh, Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. Please make an effort to check us out over on rotoexperts.com if you have enjoyed this podcast. For $39.99, you get access to our projections, rankings, customizable cheat sheets, premium content, dynasty rankings. Really, everything that you can imagine for fantasy football is over at rotoexperts.com and uh, will be helpful to you winning your league championship in 2019.